Hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. My name is Neve Lawler and I'm also joined today with Alan O'Donovan and we are going to be your two hosts for today's episode. Um, so today we had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Thomas Arnold, who is one of the co-founders of The Goat House, which is Ireland's first TikTok house. And they've actually just relocated to L.A. So we were extremely excited to catch up with Tom and check in, see what all the exciting things that he's been up to. On today's episode, we talked about a number of things ranging from the importance of not caring what others think of you, the power of imperfect action, learning by doing. So let's get straight into it. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to another episode of the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. Absolutely delighted to introduce our next guest, Mr. Thomas Arnold. Tom, how's it going? Hello! You're bringing the energy where it needs to go. (laughs) So Tom, something about you that really stands out to me is you don't have that, you know, herd mentality of, you know, like following the crowd and doing, you know, what everyone else is doing. And, you know, I could be a bit bold in saying this, but I think it's it's a rare attribute these days. And I think from my perspective, it always seems like, you know, career-wise with you, no matter what you do, it always has to be something that you're passionate about and that makes you happy. So I suppose my question for you is, did you ever feel pressured, you know, by society, family, friends into, you know, going down that kind of corporate nine to five route and, you know, kind of doing something completely different than, you know, what you're doing now. Yeah, like when you were saying about doing things differently there, I was like, oh, oh shit, he's going to talk about my ponytail. And she's going to be like, why, <laughs> why do I have that about. as my current hairstyle? And like, <laughs> I, I had to shove down like after years of just fucking oppression. Like people were oppressing me for years about my haircut. And like, I can stand here today having gone through a pandemic knowing that they can tell me sweet fuck all to do with my hair. <laughs> this bobbin is very much my own. And um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, like everybody is pressured into doing things and like to conform, like, but everybody conforms in everything. Like if you guys are in college, if you're, I know you haven't been in like a lecture for a while, but when you're in the, in like a lecture hall and the professor goes, does anybody have any questions? And then there's, a huge social pressure for whoever's there to not say anything and there's always like this one person who just puts their hand up and they're like actually miss jennings i have a question about you know the economy and then miss jennings goes why can't everybody be like that guy in the front because it's it's a bit of social conformity and a bit of social pressure and i think everybody has everybody has a bit of pressure to sort of conform to to what's around them i, I don't think it's that I don't think people actively try and make people do things that they don't want to do. I think it's that people aren't really conscious of what they want or they don't do any self-reflection on like who they are or um, am I doing the thing that I actually care about and, and stuff like that. So I felt that throughout my life, but like I've always just done really what I wanted to do, you know? And one thing is for sure is that when I do things that I hate, I just suck at them and I fall asleep and I don't want to do them. And I'm the type of person who you can't force me to do something I don't want to do because I'll actively be horrendous at it. So um, 
I just naturally gravitate to things that I enjoy and people who I enjoy spending time with. And um, I sort of just focus my attention on those things, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose like a follow-up question from that would be, you know, what advice would you give to someone who, let's say, is stuck in a job that they hate and, you know, they kind of feel like they're not necessarily living their dream? They're living, you nearly know, living someone else's life. What advice would you give to that person who just wants to get out and wants to, you know, do what they love and do what they're passionate about? Uh, yeah, like I always find this question quite weird because even when you do find something you enjoy, you still have like shit days and, um, you know, all the same human emotions. Humans just have like a few emotions. We feel happy, we feel sad, we feel anxious, we feel angry like sometimes you get caught in your head I think everybody has like the same emotions and stuff and I always find it hard like how do you figure out what you want to do I think you just quite simply you just look at your day and you go what is a positive step I can take forward here and then you immediately make that step so like an obvious example would be if you wanted to lose weight or something oh well I'm not a fucking fitness person but if I was I would say you take a sip of water it's like a or you'd take you'd go for like a two minute walk outside and you'd come back and finding things that you enjoy and stuff is nothing to do with like God came down one day and you know, fucking you were in the middle of your sleep and he was like, Thomas, you're going to launch a TikTok house. And I was like, and I woke up out of the depths of despair and thought to myself, this is my calling in life. It's, it's more so you just take progressive steps towards doing what you want in all aspects of your life, how you dress, uh, your relationships with your family and friends, your career. Um, you just got to take a positive step forward. What pe- what what I found anyway, I don't know what people do, but I know myself anyway, the moments where I felt the most stuck are moments where I just sat, I was like doing the same thing every day. And I never thought to myself, why aren't I doing something different? Like, why aren't I? Um, and I was just doing the same action over and over and over again which is like the definition of insanity or something is like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So um, making positive steps forward in the direction that you want is all you can do. And the thing is that process also doesn't change when you have any form of success. Like um, there's, you know, we're doing like a lot of outreach to influencers at the moment and we're sending out like a hundred DMs a day, basically. And you can, you can fucking, do strategize around how does the dm look you know do you do you talk to this certain type of person do you whatever the key cornerstone activity is that you do 100 dms a day because eventually enough people get back to you that they it self-selects out that they are interested and you basically just have to be doing enough things every day in your life for some of the things to work out the problem is that people think that you you read something inspirational from someone and you're like the thing i need to do is to drink green juice and then you drink the green juice and you realize that you feel just as shit as you did seven seconds previously. You just spent 15 euro on a fucking green juice. So like the point is that you need to be doing like lots of different things to then figure out the things that you are, you are then good at. And I'm, I'm saying that from a place of, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm good. I'm fucking 23. What do I know? You know what I mean? Like I can put my hair in a ponytail. I've done a few TikToks. Uh, I've made a little bit of money. But like, I know fucking nothing in the grand scheme of things. And I'm still in that place of like constantly experimenting and, and stuff like that. So 
Um, I know I went on a bit of a rant there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so on a on a kind of like a personal note, then how did you kind of go about finding things that you were passionate about? Like, how did you realize what you love doing? Like, what was that process for you? Uh, like when I was twelve, I first started making YouTube videos, and I just did that because I wanted to do it. And uh, basically, the more I did it, the more I realized I loved it. It's actually quite a common thing. It's like you just do something because it feels like the right thing to do or it feels like something that would make you happy. And then the more competency you build in that thing, the more enjoyment you get out of it over time because it's a very like, it's like a feedback loop where you put input into the system. For example, with like editing a video, you have like raw footage and you put the input of like your editing capabilities into it. And then it creates an output, which is a video at the end of it. And you can look at that video and say, I, I like the output of that. And then you start the feedback loop again of like raw material. You you put it through the meat grinder. It creates something you like. And it's like a constant like fulfilling cycle. And um, like I just did things that I wanted to do, which is sort of like a, a feeling type of thing. You sort of have to feel out what you want to do. It's not something that you can actually learn in a book. It's like, well, what do you, and whatever you want to do is perfectly fine. Like if you want to uh, make cool sheep wool jumpers or you want to go to bali for 12 months and like find your chakra or you want to uh you want to take a year out of college it's whatever you want to do is perfectly fine it's just the point is around you got to stop listening to what everybody else says and listen to what you think i suppose with all the mad mad shit you get up to do you ever find yourself being afraid i feel like i don't so, do, do enough mad shit Alan. i don't know i don't know tom now compared to the majority of of, of us yeah but for mortals. me for like tom's not the majority me, i don't tom's not the majority <laughs> i don't do enough i wish i want to go back and like i want to go back and well like when the pandemic's over i want to go back to ucd and do crazier stunts than i ever did before want to launch like a fucking festival or some shit like if you were to start youtube again with everything you know now what would you bring back what would you add to your videos what would you add to your content like whatever it is it actually doesn't matter what i say because basically it's irrelevance because like as we sit here today in this interview and like I can give so I can give something what I think is like advice it may not actually hold true to how the current world works so I could say to you that like I wish I had done YouTube more consistently but back in 2012 people actually posted videos once a month and they were very, very successful I was actually arguably posting it enough for that time period you know um I think what I would say is that there's only a couple of things in my life that I regret. Number one, I wish my parents forced me into working when I was younger. I didn't have a job till I was 18. Um, because the real life experience of the working world accelerates you on a lot quicker than any book ever could. And also I wish my parents forced me to drive quicker. Now I recently passed my driving test, woo, but, um, I wish I knew how to drive a lot quicker. Uh, they're like literally the only two things that I regret. And what else do I regret? I probably regret not asking way more girls out in college. Like, why didn't I just, why didn't I have the boss to do that? You know, I just not, not for not to gain anything, just even the thrill of asking someone out is, is it a, such a thrill? It's like, it's, it's actually so exciting. You feel so nervous. It's probably just taking way more risks. I mm. wish I took way more risks. But do like, you feel like your, your relationship with fear and sort of, yeah, I suppose the relationship with fear, has that, has that changed? Has that morphed recently? Or? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, like I used to, I used to be before my YouTube videos. I was always a bit scared before I recorded them, and then I was always so like relieved after I recorded them. So there was always a great sense of like achievement after that. I think now, anytime I feel fear over things, I just focus in on what I'm able to do. So fear generally comes from not knowing what to do next, and ultimately, not knowing what to do next is like you just have to take one positive step forward. So if I don't know what to do in like a business setting, it might be something as simple as making a list. And then when I make the list, I might prioritize what's most important on that list. And then I might start writing about that. And then I might ask Jake about it. And then I'll get feedback from him. And then as you can see there, all of a sudden we're into like programming steps. The fear goes away because you're just following like what to do. Say, for example, with the gym, like I've been going to the gym for years now. And now I just have a very pretty, like it's baked into my system now, but it's like I wake up, my socks are on the floor, put the socks on, tie my shoes, check my phone for what my workout is, drink my, like I just have processes for everything. And processes actually get rid of fear. It's a bit robotic, but yeah, you know, the process really does get rid of fear. But I still feel fear. Like everybody feels fear. Absolutely everybody feels fear. Um, yeah. You feel it on a daily basis. It's just being able to push forward and like not and like we're going into i'm going into a period now where this is the most ambitious stuff i've ever done and we're sort of i'm still following that same process of like taking each day as it comes trying to like yeah. move forward with stuff make sure i'm focusing on the right things i like plenty of things go wrong every day so many things go wrong i have emails like that are unopened there people who are really angry at me it's just like, but I don't care. Like, you got to focus on what the positive steps you can do because when you're younger, you can actually get away with doing very few things and they're all correct. And as you get older, you realize I'm going to piss off so many people here and it's just the way life is. Like, I can't, I can't get hung up on being unable to... Yeah, yeah, it's cliche. It's actually incredibly true. Like you can't please everyone. You're not going to be the nicest to everybody. You're not going to, you're going to make so many mistakes. So I just, you just have to accept that like that's part of life. And yeah. Yeah. And when the work day ends as well, I, I fucking park my mistakes in my email inbox and fucking remind it for the next day. I don't judge myself. Yeah. It's like, how's that going to help anyone? I know your personality. It's uh, what I see it anyway. You're, uh, you're a very extroverted lad. I don't know if you dis- <laughs> don't know if you disagree or agree. I've always had a really weird relationship with that because when I was growing up, I was definitely introverted, and then mm. I think as I approached adolescence, adolescence, I became more extroverted. Um, which I think, like introversion, extroversion, is on a spectrum, and people have tendencies towards one side or the other, pe- dependent on the situation. Like if yeah. if you if you guys were say working in the go house as like staff members here i'm pretty much quiet most of the day to be honest i get pretty excited when i start talking to like new people and like when i do stuff like this but when i go back to work i'm i'm pretty quiet to be honest um and i really enjoy my quiet time as well so i think i'm a bit of an ambivert i think most people are as well like people have parts of the personality where they're more like if i was recording a youtube video now i'd probably be more like this you know be more like animated and stuff and want to put on a show and then i'd go back to lunch and just be very like boring so uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think i think it's interesting how like 
we you say oh intro to expert but there's there's so like it just depends on so many different things like the time who you're with what you're doing you just it's it's not it's not black or white yeah like imagine there's someone who you find you're you're really really comfortable with and you really enjoy talking to them and you're yeah. like the words are flowing out of you does that mean you're extroverted mm. i don't know like what's the answer there maybe maybe not like i would yeah. say i'm definitely more extroverted but when there are people who i just don't get along with i just like i can't talk to them or i just shut up i'm like well i'm just not going to engage here because like this makes yeah. no sense for me to talk to them because i i don't know what you to talk really to them about to. so so moving on to advice maybe and some recommendations what advice would you give to anyone or well to someone who maybe is looking to build a brand maybe it's you know a personal brand or professional brand on social media like look i i think it goes back to what um what i said before you have to try lots of things you definitely have to be yourself um i just don't buy that some people are like you can fake stuff and people will believe you like i just don't think that's true like you have to be yourself um and you just need to put out a lot of content and figure out what people enjoy i hate when people go i'm, I'm starting to put out loads of content and i go on their page and i'm like what the fuck is this like who is this helpful for like who is is this making anyone laugh is it informing them is it entertaining them uh, if it's not doing any of that, is it educating them? If it's not doing any of those things, then like, what are you fucking doing? Mm. I mean, people don't want to hear about what you, they, they just want to get stuff for themselves. So yeah, exactly. like, like give them information that empowers. It's always about the other person. Give them information that empowers the viewer, make them laugh, which relieves the viewer and gives them something nice to like, if you're an incredibly pretty person and you're like a model, that is also a form of value because you make you give people an enjoyable experience something to look at and um, all those things are like valuable for the other person like maybe you're being relatable and that's like good for people maybe you're being honest that's uh, helpful for somebody else but uh it's not about you it's about the other person so that's mm -hmm. probably the biggest because like when you think of it that way how does the how does the other person get something out of this then that is like the foundational thought through which like all contents like springs from yeah it's about the other person yeah for sure so, suppose wrap up and um, yeah we ask the same question to every guest and um, i know you're an avid re reader and so do you have any books that had a major impact on your life and what did they do for you uh yeah it's a good question um i think every book has like a place I'm actually going to fucking go different on this question. I think it's better for people to read like high quality blogs because they come out a lot faster. They're more relevant to the time and books are fine and everything, but um, like people read them and then you forget instantly what was in the fucking book. So mm -hmm. um, there are some good blogs like Benedict's newsletter, which is like a, a newsletter basically. Um, the download is a good tech one. Um, I think you can pick up as much like tidbits of advice from blogs as you can from books. Um, Especially and when the world's changing so much now. I think that's, that's yeah, there's just so point. much fucking content out there. Mm, like, yeah. and this is like just a random other side note, but I, I am of the belief that leadership, um, like 
uh, the action of leadership in whatever field you're in inspires more change than any written word ever could do. So like whatever you guys end up doing, um, be that launching a podcast or trying something different or taking a stance on a certain topic or like launching stuff in, in whatever new countries or something, that ultimately is way more inspiring than like any text could ever give you. And, mm. you know, yeah, it's good to get advice from books and stuff like definitely like I'm a huge reader. So I'm not saying don't read books, but um, a lot of those things, a lot of those answers come from, again, like where does the fan, where does the source come from? It's like an action orientated source. It's like from the source that all the answers arrive, not yeah. vice versa. If you're stuck in like all the answers, then you'll have to read books till the cows come home and you'll still be stuck in your mom's basement. So um, yeah. action is like the, the primary activity through which everything else flows. And then ultimately then you actually have your own opinion, which is almost better than what a book can give you. Now, different if you're learning about fucking biology or something, then you're like, you have no intention of doing biology and certain yeah. niche topics can give you very good pieces of advice in terms of your general knowledge, but real life world action is, is like a lot that's more a, solid. That's a good, that's a good uh, note to wrap up on acting perfectly. So uh... yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ponytail or not, which is the most <laughs> imper imperfect thing you guys have ever seen. But, uh, it looks it looks good from the front. I'm not sure about the back. Not sure about the back. But. Alan, you're not supposed to say that for a guest. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay, Alan. I'm delighted with it. So, we didn't even notice uh, it. Uh, no, I don't because you, you, you can't you can't see it. So yeah, but, uh, no. yeah. Uh, so th thanks for coming on. I know Thomas. Um, been a pleasure. No problem, guys.